You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Cake. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing there, guy? <laughs> guy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm freaking ready to go, man. I'm jacked and ready to get some things off my chest with you. Well, I am glad because uh, that's going to be huge for especially this episode because now we're in the thick of it. We got you know? another month coming up of nothingness we're trying to come up with these topics and uh nothing really is going on so there's not a whole lot new out there so let's start with you what do you got man yeah exactly good point another you know the governor came out stay-at-home orders being extended till may 24th i believe and you know it's it's i kind of guessed it you know i kind of feel like they're they're gonna keep doing this till about maybe mid July instead of coming out the gate saying, Hey, we're going to be on quarantine on lockdown from March till July, which, you know, people will go nuts. I feel like they're just giving it to us month by month, uh, just so we can slowly accept the fact that we're going to be on quarantine from pretty much March to July. But, uh, for me, man, you know, I've been here at this hotel, um, still working with this, uh, pretty awesome project, um, helping out the homeless, um, here, getting them situated, um, helping them. You know, I've been helping some file their taxes, uh, non-filer or 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 short. I forgot what it is. Short file, yeah, short file or what have you, just so they can get their stimulus paychecks or what have you. But it's, it's been good, man. It's been good helping them, and uh, it's just been a good time to kind of sit and you know cherish you know the fact that you know these times are harder for other people. A lot way harder for other people than myself. Definitely. Definitely. I yeah. completely understand that. You know, that is a good point. It is a good time mm-hmm. to be able to sit and reflect. Exactly. And try and relax because there's nothing else to do in the way that life has been, you know, really the past ten years or so, it's like pedal to the metal. Right. Like FOMO's never been higher than it has been recently because you can see all the pictures of what you missed out on so Hmm. it seems like everybody's you know it's always go 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 and there's not never really time that you can justify just sitting back and relaxing or getting your mind off of everything so yeah it's it's a great example of you know searching for you know that silver lining or those silver linings um in, in moments like these. And obviously, yeah, I'm not, you know, I understand that this is a very serious situation. People are losing their jobs. People are, you know, getting ill. People are dying, unfortunately. And, but, um, you know, for me, just like you said, I, it's really given me the opportunity to sit back, reflect and be like, you know, with the whole world pretty much at a standstill, I'd be like, wow, you know, I, I, you know, I got a beautiful, healthy son. I'm healthy. Um, you know, my family's healthy. Uh, my nephews are healthy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's really a good time to reflect on the things that you have, the things that you can be fortunate about, the things that you may have um, taken for granted. And, um, 
and 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 move forward with it. So so yeah, man, it's it's been a very chill yet busy time for me here here at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you know that what you said there is a really great point. Uh, looking for the positive, being positive about you know the things that you have in your life and not dwelling on the things that you don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know looking back on um, being sober uh, for the past how many every years, I don't know. Uh, that's something that I've really come to terms with that positivity is a mindset. You can train yourself to be positive and it's not always easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's really easy to get addicted to the negative news, getting mm-hmm. angry, being addicted to the anger, uh, kind of, you know, the outrage that's out there wanting to be a part of it and becoming jaded. Right. And that's something that I've had to take a step back and say, okay, why have I been had such a short fuse the past year? Why, why do I feel like, uh, there's certain people that no matter what they do, I always am uh, looking at it out of the corner of my eye, you know, mm-hmm. just like uh, never accepting what they're doing. And part of it was I was addicted to the anger. Like I wanted to be mad about it. I didn't want to give them their due because I didn't think they were a good person. They may mm-hmm. not be, but that doesn't mean that I have to look at them that way because then that bleeds into everything else and it makes your stress level get so much higher. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can, I can kind of know what you mean, man. It's, it's it just seems like, you know, the times now, which it's just, it's very frustrating. Um, just everything's just, it's just so, just so polarized with, you know, being Republican or Democrat, red, blue, you know what I mean? And it's just like, now it's people are saying this whole coronavirus is, you know, a a fake, it's a stunt just to affect Trump's, you know, run for, you know, his his second run for, run for president. It's like, Jesus, people like, (laughs) not everything's political. And Um, there's people dying. (laughs) Every person that dies is somebody's father, somebody's mother. You know, somebody's exactly. brother, sister, like these people, somebody's son, somebody's daughter. Yes. These people are dying. This is real. It's very real. And, and, and that's why I'm so glad you brought that point up because I think it kind of just, it just reiterates what we've been saying about there is something special that we all can take from this moment, uh, which is to cherish what we got, um, taking this opportunity to to stand still for a bit, staying, you know, staying at home to cherish, you know, being able to, you know, wake up another day, um, text your loved ones, FaceTime your loved ones and, and really get that feeling that we tend to take for granted, which is missing your loved ones. You know, um, you know, just speaking about, obviously, you know, I miss, miss the hell out of my son. Of course, every single day I miss my son, but I face yeah. him every single day. But, you know, I'm missing my nephews. You know, I'm missing, you know, your, your, your sons who, you know, I see all the time. And now it's like I've gone pretty much, what, a month without picking them up or running around with them. And it's just, it's almost a good thing. Because now once the stay-at-home orders lifted, I kind of feel like, I'm being very optimistic, of course, but I feel like, you know, people are going to start 
at least I will, you know, cherishing the smaller things, the smaller encounters that we have with our loved ones. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point too. And, you know, taking some of that and living in the moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've all wanted this. I want, uh, what, what do they call it? I want what I want right now. Right. <laughs> Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. But now we're seeing that the world doesn't work that way just because it worked that way for us for years on what, what was going on. You got to take a step back, take a deep breath and look to the future beyond what you can see right now. You know, exactly. like, gosh, there, it's going to sound super cheesy and it is, but there, there's this, it was either a TV show or a movie where, uh, you know, you, you look at your, you put your hand out in front of you and you spread your fingers and you look at your fingers. Well, what can you really see? Just your fingers. But if you look past them, what do you see? Well, you see like nine fingers, right? You see double and just something, you know, you can see things out there. You just got to be willing to look past it to see it. I like that. I actually um, was sitting here doing that, doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it too, actually. <laughs> I it, like that. It, it's just, yeah, just we, you know, we got to recharge mentally. It's perspective, man. It's, it's, it's perspective. And like I said, it's the silver lining is hopefully this is providing everyone with a shift in their perspective, which is like, oh, wait, you know, I'm sitting here blogging 24 seven about Trump this, Trump that, or blogging 24 seven about, I love Trump. I love that he's doing this and that when, you know, I could be using that time to, you know, really, really, really put it towards something that, you know, actually matters. Um, not saying obviously caring about your president or sharing your, your joy, sharing things you don't like about the president, uh, you know, whichever, you know, floats your boat. But I just feel like this time and with social media, with, you know, some, if, if if I dare tweet something political, I'll lose like 250 followers, which yeah, the followers don't matter, but you, but you get what I'm saying. Like people yep. get so just irritated and, and just triggered. Yeah. I kind of like, <laughs> those people need to buy the next size up on underwear because <laughs> <laughs> something's really irritating them. God, Just the littlest oh thing, just boom, done. Just, and it's on both sides too. <laughs> That's both sides for sure. Very true. Very true. And I think it really makes me think back to just, you know, obviously you're, you're an eighties baby technically or. And, and, yeah. 86. And I'm a nineties baby. And it just brings me back to the times before social media really. And it's just, I, I kind of miss it. Like, gosh. Um, when you could hide. Miss it. Yeah. Not, not. Not necessarily hiding, but just like I, I, I'm when I speak about this, I'm actually talking about myself as well. Like I tend to give too much attention to likes, uh, to followers, to you know, my appearance on social uh, media. That <laughs> more to more more attention to it than I than I wish I would. Um and I and I just feel like I just missed the nineties and the early thousands where none of that crap mattered. Yeah, it it was a lot easier to uh, focus on your local community then. Right. Like now it feels like community, your community has expanded. <laughs> um, at least, I don't know, like here. I think 
Yeah. I think my hometown has kind of honestly been stayed closer to the same, but I think that there definitely is more people being like, well, this is part of my community too. So you're going to rise up to protect it, I guess, quicker. You know, you're going to rush to the defense, whether you really should be that invested or not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's just like, yeah, it's, it's with the expansion of social media. It also, there was an expansion or a, just a wildfire spread of anxiety, um, not knowing by the push of a button, what's going on on the other side of the planet. Um, that instant knowledge, it's almost a curse in a sense. And I mean, you know more about what's going on in your own backyard, whether you want to see it or not. And that's why I think a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the movements to have, sprung up uh in the past five years right they've picked up so much more steam because you no longer can claim ignorance like that the evidence is there that it's always been happening and you just didn't see it you're looking you know you're looking at your fingers you weren't looking past Mm -hmm. so that too is like, oh, this is going on. But I like the old, like how things were before, but we can never go back to how things were. So, never. you know, you have these people that are just like willingly turning turning around instead of before it was kind of like you're trying to take care of yourself and you weren't looking around and, uh, you know, you heard stories, but there was no real firsthand evidence. Hmm. Does that make hmm. sense? Yeah. It really does. It, 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 it really does. Cause just, you can, I can, it's really hard to believe anything. <laughs> um, you know, what's real, what's fake, um, on social media and how facts get distorted and twisted. And, you know, just like the simple game of telephone uh, that you play in first grade, you know, you, you line up 12 people, you say, you know, the elephant is big at the beginning and by the 12th person, you know, the phrase is, you know, the cattle has ran up the hill or some, some crap like that. Um, so, so yeah, man, y'all get over there, man. Sound like an earthquake went off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I dropped my mic. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's why you got to get this mic stand like me. I, well, I move around <laughs> a lot, so I kind of move it around with me. <clears throat> I, I don't this, know if you uh, know this about me, but I have ADD a little bit. Uh, uh, I've, I've, I've noticed for sure. Uh, I'm right there with you. This mic stand's been handy, man. You got to in, invest in the mic stand. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. Talking about ADD. <laughs> I was playing uh, vids last night, and my ADD was on some ADD last night because no like, I was not really paying attention to what was going on, and the guys were making fun of me and then at the end of the night I've realized what they were talking about all night and I just wasn't paying attention to it and it was like they're like what are you doing I'm I have no idea I don't know dude (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I, I give you the benefit of the doubt you know having two kids at the house under you know under three you know I I get it your brain will go into pilot mode or whatever and you're just you're just you're just gliding oh <laughs> you're yeah just coasting. that's 
<laughs> I I honestly don't know what it was. I did not want to think, so I shut everything down. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of what it was. Right. What it was was crossplay on Warzone. Okay. Yep. They were talking about make sure you disable it, and then there was a question that popped up before. So you disable it, but a question pops up before each match. Do you want to enable crossplay? And it it defaults to yes. And I wasn't paying attention. I just asked. I'm like, why is this even popping up? Like, whatever. I mm-hmm. already said no. Well, if you just hit X, it goes enable crossplay. So I had crossplay enabled. So I enabled it for all four of us. We were playing as PC people all night, which when you're playing on wow. PS4, that's a major disadvantage. Right. Right. And is that the thing? P- PC players, it's just, it's just, it's just easier for them. Uh, it's, just- it's the aiming. So it's yeah. not just the aiming, but, uh, like monitors, the refresh rates are faster. So, right. um, and then the frames per second, you can get higher frames per seconds on a PC, which makes it, it, it makes your reflexes even better. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so consoles are at a disadvantage when you get to, um, towards the end. Okay. I got you. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know much of that, but I, I I do play a lot of Warzone, and I got to check that out. I got to yeah, it's check default is it's enabled, so definitely okay. disable that. Although we disabled it then, and we did worse than we were doing before. So, so <laughs> jeez, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. So yeah, man, I uh. I kind of wanted to, I kind of wanted to chat, man, about, uh, you know, you know, a little serious topic here, but, uh, you know, we always talk about some things, you know, kicking off the podcast with some things that are maybe triggering you to get some things off your chest, just because, you know, some of our listeners may be experiencing some of the same things or not experiencing one I'm going to mention, uh, you know, they can, they can relate or they can maybe pay more attention to it, um, and it's for me. It's uh, you know, it's 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 actually it's actually a good thing. Um, by the stay-at-home order, um, you know, I follow some people on social media who are just heavy partiers, man. I'm talking every night. Um, you know, f- pretty much Wednesday through Sunday. You know, they're taking pictures, videos of trays full of shots. They're at the club. They're at bottle service you're at and to be honest you know it it's i would never like drink at home by myself i just loved partying yep i loved to party i loved oh, yeah. the fame the attention the the just i i craved it and it's been very awesome this whole stay at home thing because i'm not seeing these videos <laughs> I'm not seeing these pictures and it's, it's been very refreshing. You, you know what I mean? And I yes. know there's other people that think this too. Yeah. It's like you get tired of seeing the same people doing the same thing. And it's just like, it's, gosh. it's part of that FOMO that I mentioned earlier. You know, that very fear true. Of missing out. Very true. But then you get a little bit of both. You get the FOMO real quick. Like, gosh, that looks pretty cool. That looks fun. But then immediately after I'm like, damn, is that, what I did all the time, the same thing over and over and over and over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like wasting money talking to the same people 
I'm like, so it's, it's, it's a, it's, you know, you could kind of see both sides of it, but all in all, I kind of wanted to share that in a good way, man. It's been awesome not seeing that stuff. Oh, I, I completely get that too. Like I don't follow those people on social media, but, uh, that would make me miss it too. Like looking back on it. Cause that was the same kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, there were certain movies I would watch and it pretty much sent me to the bars and not just, not just the bars, but like bars where I knew there were parties going on. Right. Not just going right. and drinking with five guys, like whatever is like, no, I was searching out where there were like 50 people and like, we could start something and, you know, have a really good time. So, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. really get that. Uh, right. Right. And it's, it's, it's been refreshing, man. Cause, cause I'm going to be honest, like, like last year at this time I struggled, you know, just seeing everybody partying, seeing everybody drinking, seeing everybody, you know, when, you know, every, every person, you know, I kind of speaking about the both of us, cause I know you're going to agree when the weather gets nicer, it's like, Ooh, you know, you start seeing the pool parties and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, that FOMO, but then I'm, I'm at this, I'm at that point in my life where it's like, you know what, you know, how much do I really miss? You know what I mean? Technically, I haven't, or I didn't gain anything from that stuff. And um, one way I look at it too is like, um, it's kind of the same way when you're trying to get over someone for a breakup. You know, do you really <laughs> miss? Do you really miss the thing, the partying? Do you really miss the person, or do you miss the idea of them? Do you miss the pedestal that you put it on? Right, like last episode, we Absolutely. talked about you know putting people on pedestals and leaves nothing but disappointment. Kind of the same thing, like you know we put our our time of drinking up on a pedestal, but there was you know the next day you'd wake up and you couldn't keep anything down for over half the day, or uh, you know that night you'd be you'd be a burden on your friends because you got way too wasted. Uh, hmm. you check your bank account there's, for like two weeks and be like, how am I going to eat? There's literally not what creating a pros and cons list. There's I'm talking, there's not one pro. And I always tell people this, I said, eliminate, you know, the, the whole hooking up with, with women or, or, or hooking up with men. It's, it's eliminate that factor. Yep. Because that's, that's not really a, a, something you gain what do you gain and it's it's uh, you know hindsight being 2020 20, i wish i could just sit 21 year old monte down and be like bro like you gotta chill out imagine if you <laughs> went out and did this but you were sober right <laughs> right exactly Man. i tell you what i would i would have never I've never experienced what an inside of a jail feels like if i would have had this conversation with the old me I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hear you there i mean yeah so i wanted to kind of share that man i it, and it, it's actually a good thing you know nothing's really triggering me right now um or things may are and i'm just this podcast is just helping that much i mean i mean as far as uh know. you know talking about the trigger and, and uh seeing the videos of parties like since you've been sober, have you gone back and watched a movie like The Hangover? I have, yeah. Have I actually was going to watch it. Like, Yeah, I was going to watch it again like two days ago, but I 
didn't care. Does it hit? Does it hit the same way? Nope. It doesn't. I don't think I have watched that movie since I've gone sober. I still reference it and I still say lines and stuff, but mm -hmm. I don't think I've watched it since I've gone sober. I haven't either. No, I, I, because don't get me wrong. It's a funny movie. It's a, it's a good movie, but it's, it's, I just don't care to, I mean, we've, we've lived it (laughs) multiple times. (laughs) And it glorifies something that is our weakness. Right. So I wonder if that's part of it too, thinking about it like that. Like, absolutely. uh, you know, that's something like, uh, one of the podcast communities that I listen to a lot of actually it's multiple of them. They have a little bit of a a party atmosphere every once in a while. It's like around these months where they have these big kind of business events that go on and they talk about like their parties and stuff. And I usually kind of fast forward or just do something different while they talk about that stuff. Right. Like, uh, and I don't really, I don't, I don't, I think it's because, like I said, they're kind of glorifying my, my weakness a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you're nailing it right on the head. I mean, it's glorifying, um, you know, something we, we did, something we used to, to self-medicate, something to help us suppress our emotions, our feelings, things that we were dealing with, things that we didn't understand how to deal with. Um, so no one really wants to, you know, look behind that curtain anymore. If you, if you've, you know, found yourself on the other side of it now, it's like, I kind of don't care to peek back over there anymore. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. That's yeah. It's just, you know, some, something that I've always been thinking about, like, I'm, Oh, I'm kind of sick of hearing about this stuff, but same time, that's a me thing, not a they thing. <laughs> that's something right, that's true. nice being able to sit back and think about too. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Everyone's different. Um, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Which you know, for us being recovering alcoholics, you know, the alcoholism spectrum is broad, very wide, yeah. very. You can fall anywhere on that bad boy, and uh, and some people can. You know, go out and party and not drink whatsoever who are recovering alcoholics. Uh, I just know for a fact I can't. Um, I can't go to a club and party and be around alcohol and being around a bunch of women. And, and nope, can't do it because I know for a fact I'll be like, uh, you know, what's 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 one beer going to do? You know, <laughs> what's, what's one shot going to do? And before I know it, I'm, you know, I'm waking up you know, somewhere I don't know where I got and completely discuss it with myself. <laughs> so, yeah. So. That's something. So I, I, I have done that, um, actually, but I find I have to leave by 10 o'clock. Uh, if I'm there after 10 o'clock, I get annoyed to the point of being angry. And right. it's not, it's not the people's fault. It's just that I can't partake in it. Um, you know, <laughs> by my own choice. That FOMO, so. that FOMO just, just hitting you hard, huh? Well, not just, and <laughs> after 10, it seems like the conversations repeat themselves too. So <laughs> <laughs> well, the freak, the freaks come out at night. I mean, that's just, 
that's just what it is. Nothing good happens after what midnight or something, but I see what you're saying though. I do see what you're saying. I went to some event last year, I think, and yeah, people were drinking, whatever. It was an event I did, like a charity event. And yeah, every other hour, it was like the same conversation with the same person who was showing up with this, another drink. Like they got another refill and another refill. And I'm just like, and you know, they got to start getting in your face and start talking loud and start, you know, bless their hearts. That's the thing is I, I was the same. <laughs> yeah, I know I was too. <laughs> I was the same. Um, and when, when you're there sober, it's like they don't, you know, they, when you're talking to the drunk person, they don't remember the uh, two hours you spent talking to them. They're going to remember when at the end, when you were short with them, like, we've already had this f- conversation. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but then they'd be like, oh, yeah, don't talk get, to that guy. He's get away dick. from me. And then they'll be like, oh, <laughs> di- I, I met Monte Ball once. And he yeah. couldn't even give me two <laughs> seconds of his time. He just told me to get out of his face. Yeah. Like, bro, I spoke to you for two and a half hours. It's like, yeah, it's, I get it. And that's the thing is I'm not judging. That's, that's for sure. But cause that's how I was. Um, it's just, just awesome. Awesome man to, to be creating a community, um, you know, of like-minded individuals. Um, you know, you always hear about it. You know, trying to find a community, going to AA or what have you. Um, but I'm glad we're in this, doing this podcast and in this time where we can, you know, create a community from people all across, you know, really the globe um, who want to listen in, who want to send questions in and and, and kind of hop on this train with us. Yeah. Share, you know, shared stories. They really go a long way because, you know, stories may not be the same, but kind of the lessons go through so that's that's really what it's all about you know those lessons man those lessons and and moving forward with them so yeah that's what i wanted to get off my chest and and i feel better good i'm i'm glad that's a that was a really good one to get off so i yeah i guess i never would have even thought about that because like i said i don't really follow people like that but mm-hmm. um yeah i lost a lot of friends when i went sober i guess they weren't really friends right. right they were exactly drinking buddies but yeah there are people i haven't i haven't talked to or seen or heard from you know in six years and it's like easily damn i thought we were closer than that <laughs> right so that's how it is, man. Yeah, I it's yeah, it's it's definitely it's it a decision. It's a decision you gotta make and you gotta stick with it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like yours, you know, I almost you know, I, I obviously don't want to speak for you, um or say you know, put words in your mouth, but I feel like, you know, you you made the decision obviously because my sister was maybe chatting with you about some things but you know you made the decision um you know kind of on your own i'm not saying that i didn't either but i was almost forced yeah in a sense you know what i'm saying like like damn monte you know i just got out of jail from doing something extremely terrible and you know I have no choice but to make this decision or I'm going to end up back in jail kind of thing. Um, 
So I'm also giving you more props, man, um, for just doing it on your own. Um, it's pretty cool, which is pretty cool. I was, you know, forced, but obviously being forced, I still had to make the decision to still do it. Yeah. But because right uh, now you aren't forced to. Right. right. I, you know, you're right. continuing yep. with it out of your own volition. So you had to make that choice. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, the law kind of pushed me that direction, gave me the nudge. Now I'm just continuous, continually walking in the right direction. Um, you just kind of went this way on your own, which is pretty cool and a uh, pretty cool thing. You know, I, I made the decision on my own and it was something I never, I didn't, talk to Ashley about it. I just told her, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like I'm serious about it this time. Like this is going to happen. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for, I, I honestly believe this, but if it wasn't for my really good friend being all in with me and mm -hmm. he would, he would drink around me and it, it was fine, but you know, he's, he never, has to drink a lot like he just drinks a couple and he's done but he wouldn't push me like be like oh come on no you're being a wuss why are you, you you really want this we know all know you want it you should just do it stop being such a wuss about it like you know why why does it have to be you're being kind of selfish no he was like no he said he didn't want to do it so don't push him into it and he kind of right. took a few other people that were like that aside and said no don't do that and that really helped good me um, stay with uh, with that group of friends where if I would have been really depressed if I'd have lost them. So, right. uh, you know, I've been friends with them, you know, since preschool, like legit preschool. And there's a video. My parents, have, I don't know if they still have it. I'm sure they do somewhere. They have a video of my first birthday party and he's there. He's in that video. Oh, unreal. Yes. That's how long this goes serious? back. Yes. I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to, you know, obviously we're not going to mention right. it, but I'm pretty I, sure I got an idea. I'm sure you yeah. know who it is too. So. Right. Right. That's pretty cool, man. That That's special. That's a friend. Yes. That's a friend. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost all my drinking buddies too. Um, every single one. I haven't talked to, and I mean actual talk to, and I'm not talking about a Facebook or Instagram comment. Right talking actual talk to in eight or nine years no 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 not that long six or seven years yeah it's about the same as you. yeah same as you yeah it's really four years because i'm going on four years but it started to tail off there right <laughs> uh at the beginning uh, like five or six well being years back. being in a different city and separated from them too mm -hmm. makes a difference so right yeah it's tough right. because you think that there's something stronger than the fluids that are connecting you but really that's what it is and i don't know if it's because um they feel guilty when they look at us or uh you know which could be but or you know there's something in there that just makes it be that way but yeah i think it's either you know i'm i'm you know i i do understand that 90 percent of things are not black and white um, for sure. There is some for gray sure. area. There's, there is some gray, but I feel like this situation there's, I don't know if there's a lot of gray. I kind of feel like it's either one or the other, which is th th they don't care to 
text you, reach out or, or, or anything, they kind of fell off the face of the earth or, or from you because you're no longer partying, because you're no longer drinking, you're no longer fun. Right. Or, or can just be, you know, it could be a two way street, just a lack of communication. Um, maybe I could possibly reach out and, and say, Hey, um, please don't feel guilty. Don't please don't feel bad. Please don't feel like I'm judging you if you're taking a shot or drinking or what have you, or you're choosing to to live that lifestyle. Um, just because I can't handle it doesn't mean you have to change your ways. Um, I kind of feel like it's either one or the other. It's either the first one or the second one. Um, and and I'm gonna just believe that it's the second one because you know it hurts to believe that people only liked you because of what you gave them. Because you're um, quote unquote fun. Right. So it's, it's tough, but you know, if that's the truth then it's, Hey, it's most definitely worth it. I'd rather you hit me with the truth than lie to me, of course. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed too, is you, you know, you gain other friendships too. So, uh, like you, you and I have gotten a lot closer, um, since this, like you, you know, we're, we're always, uh, I would say friends, but I'd say we're a lot closer now because we have this shared experience than what we were before. I agree. Um, Most definitely agree. And that's, that's why I'm excited about this. I'm thrilled. I'm starting to bring more content. Um, and from my experiences, cause I'm listening to you talk about yours. I'm listening to you really dig deep into your emotions and, ex- and explain why you were drinking and why you stopped and, just getting a different perspective on, you know, why I did the same thing and why I decided to stop. Um, so it's, this is the connection that I'm hoping that we continue to have, but also hoping that we can start, you know, just really building a community, man. Cause I feel like we can, we can really help some people out. I'm, I'm hoping at least. I agree. I agree. And I, I have, I have hopes for that too. So, uh, you know, we kind of want, we talked a lot there about a lot of different things. That was actually <laughs> awesome because we kind of came into it unsure how it was going to go. But, you know, you put two ADD people in there. We can go on tangents, man. Just give give us a chance. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, get us one, just give us one sentence or one word. <laughs> and we can just, and we'll go. <laughs> give us an adjective. We'll create a subject right. out of that. <laughs> we'll go. We'll give you a full chapter. It's like, well, we can go. And so that was good. So man. you, that was you know, good. you've so, been doing some, you know, some just, research. Just, I want to ask you, man. This week. So you, you've been some doing some research, research this week. About. Some some research you've been texting me about uh, has to do with your favorite movie <laughs> of all time, The Joker. Let's That's not my favorite deep. movie of all time. It is not my favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time is uh, maybe I said this before. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the, my, my my top my top three do switch around all the time. But Pursuit of Happiness. Oh yes, myth, I, I think you did say that. You know that's that's just you know a movie that makes me cry literally every single time. I can even fast forward. I can start the movie and fast forward to the part where he gets the job and I start crying. <laughs> it's like. That that's that's an awesome movie. It is but a very good movie. It's a very good movie. So the research I've been doing, okay, you know the it's the million dollar debate ever since obviously Joker came out, 
and we did talk about this a little bit, um, but I want to dive deeper into it because I finally watched Joker again for the second time. I watched it for the first time, I think, two and a half, three months ago. That was right when it came out. Yeah. So now I watched it again for the second time last night, actually. Um, And uh, I just was blowing you up about it, of course. And I got to give it to you, man. I got to give it to you. Yeah, I, 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 I may have said this earlier, but I'm, you know, this most definitely solidified it. It's Heath Ledger's role most definitely was better. Oh, most definitely. We were arguing <laughs> for weeks about this. Weeks. Yeah, and, and I give it up to Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix because he's awesome. Like, I'm he not is. taking anything away from him, period. But Heath Ledger was the level was special it was very it's one of those where it's like when you're watching Joaquin Phoenix here's how I kind of put you know put I have to try to put this into words and obviously my opinion is my opinion and it technically doesn't mean Jack you know (laughs) so we're gonna start working opinions into facts that's the kind of (laughs) we're gonna do so you're about to hear some straight facts coming up here (laughs) straight facts here we go you know it's one of those things where with walking phoenix as i'm watching it i keep saying damn that's just some great acting that is some flawless acting he is killing this role that that acting is pure that acting i keep saying the word acting 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 when you watch heath ledger's role it's almost like you're saying wait who is this person like it, that's not heath this dude's not acting there's actually something you know bless heath ledger's soul but this man literally gave it his all in that in a dark night role and and obviously he, you know, we all know how his life, you know, you know, ended, but it's, it's almost like Joaquin, you can tell his acting, although his acting is flawless, but Heath's role, it's like, like, nah, this, this man said he wanted to go out with a bang and he, and my goodness, that performance is unreal in a good way. Um, it's, it's almost like he's not acting, which is, it, which that's why I find it so awesome. It's almost creepy when you're watching him. It's, it's. It's weird. It's odd. It's 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 awesome, man. <laughs> so I, I just gotta. That's what I say. You know, I give it to you. You you sniffed it out first, saying no. Nope. As soon as we stood up from the theater, Heath's was better, and I'm and I'm just on you. No, he's not. No, he's not. Joaquin just just dominated. But you but you were right. You're right. You know, and then at the time, you said. Uh, yeah, it, it's apples to oranges. It's apples to oranges. You can't really compare the two because they're two different movies. They're completely different style of movies. But when you're looking at like this character, this well-known character that is, you know, they're famous on their own. Like you have the animated Joker, Mark Hamill. Like everybody knows that. Then you have Jack Nicholson, who everybody was like, nobody's ever going to top that. I remember when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker and everybody's like, what? That's terrible. He can't live up to Jack Nicholson. That's impossible. How are you going to cast the guy from A Knight's Tale? The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. And you think that he's going to be able to play this? And what he did, 
I I was not one of those people that said he couldn't do it because I I liked Heath Ledger as an actor ever since I saw A Knight's Tale, but like he elevated that character to such a stratosphere that he went from being you know the most well known DC villain to probably the most well known comic book villain. He's um like for sure. I don't I don't know who was there like. Thanos before or probably Lex Luthor was honestly one of the top ones but uh, and then you watch Joaquin Phoenix and you hear Joaquin Phoenix's cast as Joker in this movie that's about the Joker and everybody's reaction was different because of what Heath Ledger did so everybody oh that's a good casting you know he could probably really do something because just remember what Heath did with it (laughs) and Joaquin Phoenix killed it. That movie is really, really good. It's a really good movie, what they took with it. The source material that they used for it is fantastic. Uh, All the little nods that are in there to the, you know, the world that Batman is from. But just thinking back at how crazy, um, you know, Heath Ledger was, the the little exactly. bit of craziness that was in there. It just took it to a different level. So, yeah, that's it's, why I said that. That's what I said, man. His acting, man, it, 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 you know, Joaquin was, was acting, but that the craziness, the rawness, the, that Heath brought to the role is something that I, I honestly believe will never, ever, be uh, recreated again. I don't think it's possible. I really don't. Uh, one thing I've learned in this life is never say never, but true, it is it is an extremely high bar to reach. I think that if you watch them both back to back right now and you know that they're the same character but they're different takes, uh, I think that when you compare the two, you'll have your own opinion because there's gonna, you're going to enjoy one type of character a little bit more than the other, and maybe the story a little bit more. But yeah, I just think I think the way that the Joker was brought to life, like that mafia scene. Yes, you don't. You know, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you're you're scared about what he's going to do to the people around around him that are kind of innocent but with Heath Ledger you're like your eyes are wide like oh my god what's he going to do to this entire city so yeah it's it's he it's yeah it's two it's yeah it's two different roles but it's just my god could you imagine if if Heath had you know 2 hours of screen time, you know, no. like Joaquin did. <laughs> no, I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine if he had two hours of screen time to, you know, this this guy Heath did all of that in probably only a 50-minute screen time, 45-minute screen, maybe not even that long of screen time. Yeah, my gut was 45 minutes too. Right. And and just blew us away like that. So it's that's just it's just one of those things. It's kind of like a 
it's kind of like, you know, the, the, you know, what I did in two and a half years compared to what someone else did in four years, you know, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I like how you brought it back. I like that a lot. (laughs) So, so I just had to kind of create that parallel right there for you guys. (laughs) If you know, you know, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I will humble myself. And when I say I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just glad that we have recorded evidence of this existing. <laughs> mm. Not that it matters in this day yeah. and more age anymore, but I can point Absolutely. back to it now. <sighs> Absolutely, man. Well, man, that's, you know, what you. So you've been, uh, you've been doing your research on the Joker. I, uh, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. No, you did not. Are you serious? I did. And did you watch it with your, with your, with your son? Yeah, but uh, he was busy watching Octonauts. Octonauts. I have no clue what these Octonauts are or anything. I just know that my son also loves it, and I'm like, "What are these things?" Just count yourself lucky. That's all I'm gonna say. Count yourself lucky. <laughs> Jeez, um, these things just took the media by storm. But, yeah, but tell me about Sonic, yeah. man. It's Jim Carrey is vintage Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. Uh, Like the mask? Like, yes. He's really, really good in this movie. He's great as Robotnik. Um, I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I don't think it's a great movie. Um, I think kids are going to like it a lot. I think it's enjoyable, though. I would definitely... If you are a fan of those kind of movies, like you, like the mascot movies, kind of like that, and if you you know you have a soft spot in your heart for Sonic, I think they did a really good job with it, and I like the way that he looks, especially compared to the original trailer and how he looked, and he looked how he looks now. <laughs> you talking about with the real teeth that yes. he had in the, in the original trailer? Yes, he looked. <laughs> I don't think that that movie would have been near as enjoyable as what ended up coming out. So, uh, and so what are we talking? We talking on a scale of one to 10, one being suicide squad, 10 being, I'm trying to put it in, in, in that category. Uh, well, no, cause these are two different movies. I'm not expecting to go. Well, yes, Sonic but and think I'm going to watch just put a, a Christopher Nolan you movie. You put a movie there. So like you're still ranking it. You're still giving it a ranking. So even though they're two different okay. types, like, you know, you put Suicide Squad as one of the worst movies ever. And it, you put, let's say, Inception up there, which is one of the best movies in right. the past, right. you know, how many ever years. I would honestly give it about a six, 6.5. Okay. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying, it, you know, it's, it's incredibly amazing and uh, right. pay $20 to watch it, which is what it's at right now. But um I'm saying it's like worth a, it's worth a watch. It's worth your time to watch this movie if it comes to like Netflix or Hulu. And if you're a huge Sonic fan, I don't think you'll be disappointed because it's it's a lot. It's a pretty fun movie. So, okay, well that's good then. That's if I'm going in expecting for it to be six point five, maybe even seven, maybe seven. It's probably too high. So let's say five point five to six point five range. Yeah. Then I'm going to enjoy it. You know, that's I was going into Birds of Prey and also going into Suicide Squad thinking I'm going to come out, you know, and say that's a 7.5, 
eight, nine movie, but was very disappointed. So just if I go in with not high expectations, then I'll probably even rate it even higher. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Coming out. So. It's a, that is, I would say where your expectations are mm-hmm. is the easiest thing that ruins a movie. The first time that I saw Rogue One, Star Wars, I did not like mm-hmm. it because everybody was telling me it was so amazing. It was so amazing. And it just fell flat for me. And it was kind mm-hmm. of boring yeah. in the middle. I watched it again and I liked it a lot more because I didn't have that expectations for it. So. See, that's what I want to do because I, I, I can relate to that. I want to do that with Parasite because when we watched it, I mean, I didn't like it, but I, but I, but I liked I didn't like the movie, but I liked the story. You yeah. Know what I'm yep. No, I get what but, you're saying. But I, yeah, but I feel like I want to watch it again. Like I need to watch it again to really ap- appreciate, you know, the message that you're that they got across. Because uh, you know, it obviously won all those awards. So I, I didn't like the movie, but I liked the story. So I, I feel like I need to watch it again. Yeah, I feel like I could use a second watching on that too because I've heard people explain it, and I enjoyed it when we watched it that first time. But when I hear people explain it, it makes me like it more right. than the symbolism. Yeah. Like, well, when they did this in Parasite, it was kind of like reflecting, you know, whatever the, in society, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, I kind of miss that. I don't, and I don't know how exactly. I missed it, but like, I think there has something to do with having to read it, which, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not three years old. I can most definitely read and, and comprehend what's going on. But just with me, with reading subtitles, with a movie, um, you know, not like Attack on Titan, stuff like that, or, or One Punch Man, where you got to read it and you could still obviously follow along because it's anime. Yeah. But with a movie, you kind, you kind of lose sight of acting in it because you're constantly looking down and having to read. I can't catch their expressions. I can't catch all of their movements. You know what I'm saying? Like. Hmm. I don't know. I'm different. I'm odd. Yeah, but I kind of think we went into it thinking it was going to be a different movie than what it was, too. <laughs> I yeah. I think we went into it thinking it was going to... There might be even a little bit more action, and there wasn't. So, like, with that slow burn that was there, we really didn't appreciate what was going on. I get it. Yeah, I get it. That's why... I, yeah, that's why I got to watch it again. Got to watch it again. Um, because after we finished it, you said, you know, you liked it, you enjoyed it. And I, you know, maybe I shouldn't fall asleep for 15 minutes of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, that would help a little bit too. Most definitely. Most definitely shouldn't do that. Uh, and then, you know, wake up and try to grade the movie. <laughs> so I'll make sure not to do that next time. Oh, yeah. And then there was another movie I watched too, but I can't remember what movie it was. And I wanted to talk about it, but. Watch it on Netflix? That's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah. It was a. Uh, oh, Knives Out. I can't believe I forgot about oh, it. Oh, that's right. That's that right. movie is awesome. It lived up to its expectations for sure. And I was pretty hyped for it. So, uh,. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy Chris Evans as an actor. I enjoy, um, (laughs) obviously, Daniel Craig. I really enjoy. Right. That one woman's on there from 
13 Reasons Why. Um, the one actress, uh, can't remember her name. I've never seen it. Um, so I, I did watch it because I was bored and Hey, you don't have to justify it. It's okay. And I, and I, and I do like to watch a lot of lifetime, uh, stuff. So I did okay, watch it. You have to justify that then. <laughs> Yo, lifetime movies are dope. I love lifetime movies. Like I love getting some popcorn or getting a snack and kicking back and watching, a lifetime movie watching somebody just not realize that the guy following you is probably a creep. <laughs> so that just, I don't know. It's whatever, whatever. That's Catherine that's Langford. Not, there she is. Yeah. She's actually not that important of a character in the movie. Oh, dang. so, but uh, yeah, when I started watching it, I'm like, wait, how long is this movie? About, I don't know, 20 minutes in? Because I'm like, how are they going to, how is this going to be a two-hour movie? Like, it's moving super fast. Like, I feel like you have a lot of the answers. They tell you exactly what's happening right away. I'm like, this is, I really hope this isn't going to be boring because it kind of feels like it might be a little bit boring right now. And there are comedy elements that, you know, it's got a little bit of some dry humor in it, which you know is right, right down my boat. <laughs> so I like it a lot. It I don't. I don't think it's a movie that. I don't know if Ashley would like it or not. It it's like right in that range where uh, I can't say for sure she'd like it or not, but uh, I I was really impressed with that movie and I, I really enjoyed it. I think. I don't think uh, Jojo Rabbit. I still enjoyed more, but this one's right up there with it. So Jojo Rabbit to me is just on a different, a different level of movie. So mm-hmm. I'd say Knives Out is just below that. I, w- I would give it over a nine. So, wow, uh, you know nine nine five. Hold on, Inception is a ten. So you're trying to tell me right now that Knives Out is only yep a half of a point away. Yep. From being Inception. Yep. Get out of here. I'm just saying, don't you know? Don't judge till you watch it, man. All right, I'll, I'm watching it tomorrow then, because we're talking Inception. We're talking a movie that literally took your brain out of your skull and just completely just took you around for a ride, and then just put your brain right back inside <laughs> your skull, and you're just like, what just happened? <laughs> pulled your brain out like, shook it up and then put it back yeah and again and, but and, but it was awesome it felt good yeah <laughs> it's like it's like please do it again like that you were talking that level almost yep yeah i'm telling you what man right now if if i watch this movie and it's not a nine i'm i'm done i'm done with you that's all right <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow, and uh, and for our next podcast episode, you know, we'll, we'll hot check take. in. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in guns blazing. Let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> Sweet man. So I think you got a question, right? Yeah, I was actually going to say like I wanted to get into video games at the end of this podcast, but we've you know we went a little long at the front end. Um, we did. So we got a we got a question that we should answer. So and it 
I think it's going to be a little bit of a long answer too. Uh, That's fine. So we got a question from Daniel. Uh, asked me how I got into the field of being a lineman and uh, if I enjoy it. Let's hear it, man. Lay it on us. So how I got into it is my dad is a lineman. My dad's been a lineman for in the same area for 33 years. So he has set every single pole in that district just about, or he could tell you where every single pole is just by the number. Like he could be, he'll be like, oh yeah. So when we show up at this one, you got to come in from the West because, you know, last time we came in from the East and it was just, it didn't work out quite right. Like, you know, there was, there was a little bit of an issue. We ended up having to turn around anyway. So make sure you're coming from the other way. Like, seriously, I'm dead serious. Like, like that he's done that before. So, uh, the question actually was, how did I get into being a lineman and what's, the best part of your job and the worst. Uh, so, so yeah, so my dad was a lineman. I didn't want to follow him. Didn't want to follow his footsteps getting out of high school. Part of it is not part of it. A lot of it is I feel like in high school, starting in grade school, they push you to a four year school, whether you know what you want to do or not. Um, I know that the teachers kind of made it feel like uh, trade schools and technical schools were inferior. Like you almost, if you went there, you were giving up a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. You weren't living up to the expectations. So I went to a four-year school uh, right when I was about to graduate. I, the economy crashed. So it's like, well, you know, what am I, what am I going to do with my degree? Am I going to go work retail? I don't, I don't like working retail. I was working retail at the time. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. So thought about doing law school, moved to Madison and, uh, working at the airport where is actually where I met your sister in Madison. Uh, we had to go up in planes to de-ice them. So you'd have to go up in a bucket truck about, you know, 30, 40 feet up in the air and you'd have to spray on this gel that keeps the planes from icing up when they're taken off. And that being up in the air that high was so much fun. Like it, it was, it wasn't really, I guess it was a little bit of an adrenaline rush, but it was just, it was freeing. I was like, I could work up here for all day. I could just stay up here. So uh, I thought about it and I worked for the utility company that my dad works at in summers for four years. And that was the most fun I had on a job was working there. And I know you could support a family working there. Uh, I was only making 10 bucks an hour, I think at the time. So just not knowing what I wanted to do. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up line school and see what I have to do to uh, get in there and get a line job. And it just so happened that 
linemen were getting older and they're retiring, they were starting to hire apprentices at a really high rate. So I applied to line school, went to line school, loved it, figured out that, oh, I like, I like being outside. I like doing something physical because I was, you know, my favorite thing to do was play sports. I like doing things with my hands. And that's honestly how I learned the best is by doing. So everything kind of clicked and that's how I decided I wanted to be a lineman. So, and my dad never really talked about work that much. Like he'd tell stories and stuff and it was really cool listening to it. And I, I knew a little bit of what he did, but I going into it, especially after I got hired, I realized I didn't know anything. And we talk about things on such a different level than ever would have talked about before. So yeah, that's been, that's honestly been really cool. It actually annoys my little brother that <laughs> we always inevitably talk about work whenever we get together, just because it's right. usually fun stories. It's usually funny what happens. Um, uh, so he just feels, yeah, he feels, no, I was just gonna say, he just feels left out. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah, actually, when I told my dad I was going to go to school to be a lineman, he was trying to talk me out of it. And I think part of it was he was worried um, that it was going to affect the family life because my dad worked a lot of overtime uh, when I was younger. And I feel like he he feels like he missed more than what he did. I don't have any memories of my dad not being there. My dad is present in all my important memories that I think back on. So, um, yeah, I, you know, our companies are a little bit different too. So when he's on call, he's on call for a week at a time and he has to take every call basically. Whereas my company, if I'm on call, like you won't, you have to be on call for a certain number of hours. So, if there's something going on with the kids, I just take myself off the list and then I'll be on later for longer to mm-hmm. make up for it. So, um, okay. a little bit more flexible there, but as far as the best part of my job and the worst part goes, uh, the worst part. Uh, so I would say there's two things to each of these and both of them are best and worst. They could, it could qualify as both depending on how it is. So one of the best part is the people that I work with. And then one of the worst part is the people that I work with. (laughs) 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 I work with some really awesome people, uh, but I also work with some really uh, not great people. Uh, People that don't really their priorities aren't in the right place uh our job is really dangerous um and when you have people who can't have their mind focused on the job 100 percent of the time and they're looking over their back uh it can create a dangerous work environment And then also you still have those people who think you have to pay your dues before you can do certain work or you have to pay your dues before you earn respect. Um, I, I just don't, I don't have time for that. Like 
I want everybody to understand that they bring something valuable. If you don't know everything about the job, that's fine. I have no problems teaching you as long as you're willing to be taught. It takes a lot for me to get annoyed too. Um, you know, if you do something unsafe, I will be on you in a second. But if you're just a little slow or like, um, you know, you don't know how to do something and you're asking questions, I'm right there with you. I, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but there's some people who take that personally, like either of those. And they just create such a toxic work environment that you don't want to be there. Uh, you you want to be anywhere else. Like when I was an apprentice going through, uh, I would actually wake up on, you know, Sunday night, Monday mornings in a cold sweat because I'd have to go to work the next day. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's not very fun. But then I'd switch crews and I would be energetic. I'd be right there like, you know, it'd be a totally different person just because I enjoyed going to work. Um, so the other best thing that could also qualify as the worst thing, uh, the best thing is you when you show up on a work site and somebody doesn't have power and you leave and they're back in power, that is a feeling that is almost unlike anything else. Uh, my first my first major storm, this family didn't have power for over 24 hours, and we got there. And it took us, you know, probably 10 hours of work to get their power restored. And this was just to get one house's power restored. They were so grateful and seeing the look on their faces when we left that they had power. Like, you know, that's indescribable. And... um. You know, I'd go out any time of the night, people wouldn't have power. When I left, they had power. Uh, sometimes it was five minutes and you really didn't do anything. Sometimes it was two hours and it was a lot, lot more work than you kind of thought it was going to be. So, and if you were working with the right people, uh, it could be a lot of work, but you could cut it in half. And if you were working with uh, some other people, it could be something that seems simple and it would take twice as long. So gotcha. <clears throat> but part of that being there at any time is uh, you know, it could be your second straight night of being out at two AM and you have to be to work at seven AM. So yeah, that makes for a long day. Uh there were multiple Absolutely. multiple times I got called in at um so if I got called in before three o'clock AM I would get to pretty much delay my start time so that I could get some extra sleep. There were multiple times I got called at three 30 and then I got done at like five 30. Well, what do you do when you start work at seven? And that's about the time you'd normally be waking up. Like you basically just start your work day. You, you weren't going to exactly. go home and try to sleep or anything. So that, that got really tiring. And then also being on any weather, like it can be fun. Being in the rain can be fun and snowstorm can be fun depending on what you're doing and who you're working with. But it can also like, if you, if you get caught without your rain jacket and it just, it's a monsoon, uh, that makes a long day. Or let's say, you know, you're, you're walking 
and you have your waterproof boots on and you find out you have a hole in your boot. That's not fun. <laughs> makes makes for makes for a little bit, you know, that 16 to 20 hours feel like 40 sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um you know, sometimes I would say the pros way outweigh the cons. And it, it there is a lot of fun, but sometimes I mean they they really get their money's out of me uh for the work that we do. So yeah, it's uh I, I have no regrets. That's good, man. That's good. It's uh a well well answered uh, a well answer, a good answer, I should say, a great answer to that question. Um it's uh you're very passionate about it, which is which is which is awesome. Which is awesome. I know that there are a lot of people out there who, you know, wish they loved <laughs> Love their job, uh, you know, like that. So it's it's good. You guys are you linemen do some great things, or do you do all great things? Excuse me, you know, for for the community. So it's we most definitely need you guys, most definitely. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that I don't always feel like that. Like a lot of times, people say, "Oh, th- you know, thank you for what you do," but I don't feel like I do a lot. Like, um. Yeah, I just I feel like I'm I'm just there doing my thing. But when there's a big storm that rolls through and you got like, you know, 30, 40 poles down or lines down everywhere, uh then I kind of look back and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is what they're thanking me for. They're not thanking me for the day to day." So, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Very, very important job. So that was that was an awesome answer to Daniel's question. Yeah, thanks. And keep keep writing in. I you know we we appreciate it. We we want to talk about stuff. We we want other people's perspectives on what they want to hear about. Um, you know we're we're on Twitter at Untapped Keg. Go to untappedkeg.com. You can email us directly. You can find us on Facebook. Um, any of these places are good to ask us questions. We're on Reddit at uh untapped keg on reddit uh we have our own subreddit um yeah what where can they find you yeah find me at on twitter at monte ball 28 and on instagram monte ball and on facebook at monte ball jr um, hey man you better get some water man yeah i um uh, <laughs> I, I like held the mic as far away from me as i could get too <laughs> It's all good, man. So people are so afraid nowadays to cough, and it's like, hey, you know, allergies are still are still here. Yeah, you know, because the virus is out. Allergies haven't said, you know, we'll let, we'll we'll pass the torch and let you let you take on now, uh, <laughs> Mister Coronavirus. Yeah, no. So yeah, I, I felt the same thing yesterday. I had to cough in front of like five people, and I like was super nervous to do it, and I was like, oh yeah, screw it, kind of just let that bad boy go. Oh yeah, and so, oh. You know, we had some work and a customer came out to watch us do our work on Thursday. And uh, I watched as the customer was talking to my boss and he's like two feet away from my boss. Turns around and walks back to his door and he's just coughing up a storm walking back to his door. I'm like, what in the heck? So I made sure I stayed about 
13 feet away from my boss the rest of the day when he came to visit. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand that for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. but, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at it's trickster. The I in trickster is a one. And then, yeah, uh, you know, feel free to let us know anything. Go to iTunes and rate us, rate us on Stitcher. Um, you know, tell, tell your friends, let people know about it. So, uh, we really appreciate it. Everybody who listens, thank you very much. Yep, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.